You're listening to Expansion, the podcast for EXP agents. Expand your skills, expand your value. Here's your host, Glenn Sanford. Everyone, uh, Glenn Sanford here, uh, and this is our expansion podcast where we talk about personal professional development here at EXP. And today, um, I'm excited to talk to Corey Williams. He's actually a three-time icon agent out of Denver, Colorado. Uh, Corey, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Glenn. Thanks for having me on the show. I'm excited to have a conversation today. Well, awesome. So you've been uh, now you've been in the business um, eight years. Um, it looks like, and I'm just taking a guess here. We didn't talk about this uh, too much, but it looks like you've you've been you've had a trademark beard for quite some time. I assume this predates <laughs> real estate. But tell me about you know you you you, you obviously wear this very very bold. Uh, what's the story about the beard? Yeah, thanks. Um, you know, actually, it's a uh, it's a COVID beard, so uh, pretty pretty simple and so easy. it's a newer beard. It's a newer beard. Yeah, so I okay. kind of kept it high and tight before, like you know, let it breathe and and uh, you know feel that mountain air. And we were working. My wife and I were working on a, a fix and flip right as COVID hit. And, you know, and I'm like, oh, I'm looking a little scruffy. And she's like, hey, we're in lockdown, you know, just let it grow and see what happens. And, you know, I can't grow it up here for some reason anymore. So I'm like, okay, let's give it a shot. And so this is what happened. And um, so uh, I do Santa photos now with, uh, with my clients. And so we have a lot of fun with it. And I'm like, hey, um, you know, if if I can grow hair still, uh, it's a little, it's a little salt and pepper here, but uh, but yes, it has become a trademark, and it kind of has its own personality. Um, you know, I joke it has its own zip code, but anywhere you go, people love the beard. So uh, myself included, I enjoy, um, you know, like I said, uh, having hair again. So it's great. <laughs> Awesome. Well, there's a, there's an agent, uh, EXP in, um, um, I think he's, uh, in, in UK, Ben Moore, and he's the agent with a beard and he actually okay. uses that as his, as his trademark as well. So, um, uh, it's, uh, it's, it, uh, you know, not, not many people are willing to wear that big a beard, but when you do, it's like, it's like, it's, it's memorable and notable. Yes, sir. Thank you. I appreciate it. And, you know, big guy, big beard. Um, and being here in the Rocky Mountains, it fits well. So fits well. There you go. So um, how did you get into real estate? Uh, what, what, what got you? Uh, what's your background? Um, I, I think you've been in the industry for eight years or so. But what, uh, what got you into it? Yeah, so I'm just now realizing half my time has been at EXP, and wow, what a great decision that was uh, to make the move. But, you know, looking back, I sort of uh, was growing up, always was remodeling houses with my dad, and he always says I was kind of the supervisor. Um, I like to say I did some work here and there, but um, was kind of had that construction sort of itch. And so I, as I got out of college and moved out to Colorado, uh, I was working uh, in cubicles and I'm not a cubicle guy. Um, and so I was doing uh, inbound um, 
customer service type of stuff for buy.com and things of that nature. And somebody approached me once and said, Hey, we've got an opportunity to install countertops. And I'm like, is there other opportunity? Yeah. You could have a sales position. You could grow and learn. Okay, great. So then I get into construction, worked my way through several stone fabrication companies, leadership uh, tiers. So from, sales associate to sales manager and and that type of thing and and then i got recruited by a general contractor and he said you know what do you know about general construction i said i know quite a bit and so started remodeling kitchens bathrooms had my own carpentry business so i was what was considered a bags on carpenter um and also coordinating the rest of the job and i just worked for a lot of people that um Maybe I really wasn't aligned with uh, ethically. And I say, hey, those are business decisions that I wouldn't necessarily make if I had my own business. And so I said, man, I really would like to do something for myself and my family. And I said, what do I know the most about? Houses. Okay, great. Well, I'll just sell those. And so nights and weekends started getting my real estate license and, um, you know, the day came where it was just like, okay, it's time to make that transition. And so um, jumped right into real estate, took all of those existing relationships that I have built, had built, you know, I say a bags on carpenter, project supervisor, whatever you want to call it. I was basically the chief relationship builder for every company that I worked for. And so I said, I can do this now for myself. And so I just sort of took all of those relationships that I had worked so hard to build over the course of a decade and a half um, and just started engaging with those folks in a kind of new and interesting way. And so just stayed engaged with the networking, stayed engaged with those relationships, continued to contribute to those relationships and one thing led to another and, um, you know, built a, an amazing real estate business. Now I run a team of agents. So it has been that path and that conduit that has allowed me to sort of spread my wings um, and really discover really the highest and best use of my time and new and exciting ways to serve people. Well, awesome. No, that, that, th thank, thank you for, for that. And obviously, you're a very articulate person as, as well, sort of describing uh, that journey. Uh, you mentioned a real estate team. Um, and I think you've got what about 20 agents or so on, on your team? Is that that right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So how, how does that how's your team? Uh, how's your team work? Uh, what's your um, what's your lead gen strategy? How do you, you know, how do you coach and consult your, your, your agents to, to, to bring their, uh, relationships to, uh, uh and, and, and their personalities to those relationships? How, how does that all sort of work? Yeah, great question. And, and I love talking about this because, you know, you and I are, um, in terms of the background that we have um, and the way that we've sort of built our real estate business, and of course, uh, now you've moved beyond that, but uh, is, is much different. So 
uh, I'm not an internet lead guy. Um, you know, I've tried, uh, you know, doing engaging in that way. That's not really my, uh, my space in my wheelhouse. So for me, it's face-to-face, belly-to-belly. I know we get there with internet leads, but I like to get there much quicker. And so what I do is I coach my team on how to build a business the way that I built a business because that's the way I know. Um, so I'll kind of table that for a second because we have built some systems and, and, and I've partnered with a co-team lead that can help in that space. But for me, what I am in showing people how to do is how to build relationships from a concept of giving first, from a concept of contribution, uh, give first, and then and only then will you be in a position to receive. And so really showing agents um, how to engage, whether that would be, hey, here's how to engage with different social groups, whether it's church, maybe it's a running club, What are you passionate about? Yoga, hiking, Um, you know, I'm in mom's groups. I love supporting this type of of environment. And so showing them a way to engage and to give first by um, contribution. So I'll give you an example. A lot of people would say, hey, if you're going to a networking group, you've got to go in there, you've got to collect all these cards and, you know, you want to find somebody that's looking to buy or sell or that could refer someone to you. Well, I say that is not the right approach. What I coach people to do in a a setting like that is to go in there and find two, three businesses that you can support. Find someone that you're excited about what they're doing and you can tell others about that. Find someone that you can add to your, uh, you know, your Rolodex, for lack of a better phrase, that anytime someone asks, you can say, ah, yes, uh, I've got the perfect person for that. And so really building this network of, of, individuals that you can really get excited about referring and supporting. And so that's the approach uh, that I really coach is to build those databases in a, from a, a, from a uh, contribution standpoint. And then I'm coaching my agents to host events, having parties, whether it's at a park. I like to invite people into my home personally. Um, So there's different ways to engage in that, whether that's community involvement, hosting different events where you pick a charity and everybody gets to support that. Um, You know, I'm getting ready to have a cornhole tournament at my house. This doesn't need to be complicated. Let's just get together, have fun, And for me, that's a great way to stay top of mind uh, with the people that are in your sphere and in your database. So that's the approach that has worked for me. It's the way that I know 
how to uh, build a business that's sustainable and that can last a lifetime if you continue to contribute to those relationships. And then on the other side, um, what we've done is, um, you know, we love KV Core. I used it uh, until uh, we sort of kind of built the team out a little bit more. And then we had some additional needs that, uh, that we thought we would have. And then we wanted to bring the team in. So we moved to follow up boss. And so we have invested in some leads uh, for our agents to kind of get them a, what they call a seat in follow-up boss where we can bring that agent in, we can see what they're doing, we can hear the calls that they're making, we can coach them individually on that. We can help them to put together different marketing campaigns um, to stay in touch with not only their database, but of course now this is becomes part of their database. Um, you know, and just having conversations and, and again, using that same concept of giving first, contributing, adding value, not soliciting, um, but rather always having something that you can give a value and people say, well, what's that mean? Is that a, is that a, a, a you know, a market update or something of that nature? Well, you got to ask a lot of questions to find out what's valuable to someone. So then that's the next piece is like coaching agents on the right questions to ask um, in the right sequence of sort of when it's time to say, hey, should we go ahead and start looking at homes? Should we go ahead and get you involved with the litter and get that pre-qualification? And so understanding that sort of flow of a transaction and flow of the conversations and when it makes the most sense to, you know, take some steps forward again to add value to that client and where they're at in their process. Awesome. There's a lot, lot there. One, one question. I know that it's based on the questions and, and getting feedback from your prospective uh, clients. Um, uh, but if there were, if you were to, to look at your, the items of value, which, which items of value come up most often as things that are delivered to, to your prospective clients? Is it, the, is it a comparative market analysis or is it something entirely outside of the normal uh, real estate? I'll start really broad, right? Education. So we'll start really broad there. So let me give you an example. So let's just say a buyer and then we'll talk about sellers, but let's say a buyer. Well, it's kind of like eating an elephant and how do we eat an elephant one bite at a time. And so while we want to deliver information like, Hey, here's the A to Z list of how we're going to get you from where you're at now uh, to turn in the key on your new home. Um, but Let's take a step back. I want you to understand all of that. Uh, but let's take a step back and eat this elephant together one bite at a time. So making sure that 
they're educated along the way. Um, and then, and then understanding. So as I'm diving with questions, right. And people are saying, I don't even know I'm relocating from another state. I don't know anything about the uh, Denver. I don't know anything about the surrounding areas. I don't know if I should do new construction or resell or anything like that. And so then it's like, okay, perfect. Now we can have a conversation educating them on the pros and cons of new construction versus a resale, how the contracts differ. So now we're starting to put a base of knowledge in their mind and we're building trust with them to show them that we understand the market. Now, you know, I, I love data statistics. Uh, to understand, hey, we've got to keep our finger on the pulse of what's happening in the market because that's how we negotiate for our clients. That's how we position them properly. So all of that stuff is important, but it must be in context. So, you know, for buyers, I would just say contextual conversations that are based on, you know, what concerns they may have previous experiences they they might have had with other agents that weren't positive um previous experiences they had that were positive and how we can build upon that so that would be a snapshot sort of of the buyer side in how those conversations might evolve and how we would build value and add value and then for sellers because of my construction background and those strong relationships that I built over the course of 15, 20 years now, um, I'm able to provide information to my client. Hey, Corey, you know, um, we got water coming in through the window in the basement. Who do we call? Hey, we're thinking about upgrading the kitchen. Like, where do we start? And does it make sense? Because we might stay here for another five years and then sell. And so being a resource uh, for all things home is where I want to be with my sellers. I don't, it doesn't matter to me if you're selling the house or not. Like if something is going to happen at your home, I want people to give me a call. I don't care if you work with my guys or anything like that, but what I want to do is just be a resource and a guide and make sure that if there are questions, if there is an opportunity uh, to engage uh, with them in a specific way, um, they might say, you know, gosh, um, it's the kitchen, uh, but there's a larger issue there. And they say, you know, I mean, maybe if we just sold it, it, it would make more sense instead of us taking the $50,000 and putting it into the kitchen. So conversations like that can happen. So that consultative approach, um, but on the sell side and people that have existing homes, I really want to be that one-stop resource for them to just give them sound advice um, and potentially help them make some decisions. Um, it might mean ROI on their investment. It might just be talking through some certain things about Hey, should I hire a general contractor? Could I hire two separate subcontractors on my own here? Um, 
you know, kind of manage the project myself a little bit and save a few bucks. So that does that kind of give you a pretty good idea of the differences that we might have in terms of value for situational uh, uh, opportunities? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like uh, you, you meet them where they're at. Um, a lot of it is education based. It sounds uh, it sounds like, uh, and, and and which makes sense. I mean, the reality is is that um, you know the the items of value a lot of times is just an understanding of something that they don't understand that you understand way more than they do. So it makes 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 a ton of sense. So um, obviously, been with the, your three time icon with EXP. Um, you've been with EXP since 2019. Um, what was it that uh, that got your attention? I think you were at uh, maybe Cobalt Banker and Windermere, and I'm not sure if any place else, but um, th- those are in my notes. But what was it that attracted you to EXP? Yeah, this this one is um, is really near and dear to my heart. And so, you know, I, I, I was on a team at Coal Banker. The, the team bought a Windermere franchise and um, r- really awesome team leaders helped me get started in the business and um, so grateful uh, for that. But what I saw was that that overhead that really started changing all the decisions that they made. And, you know, and I said, wow, you know, here they are. They bought this franchise. They were like the number one team in Denver. And now I'm seeing them struggle and, and quite frankly, change uh, the way that, that they ran the team and the way that they engage with the agents. And, and so, and I always, I came into this business new, knowing that I wanted to start a team. So I started a team there at Windermere and I just saw the agents on my team. I'm like, there's just gotta be a better way. I just feel like I'm taking a lot and I don't have a lot of resources to be able to give back. And so, so that's when I started to look around a little bit and you know, I saw the same thing everywhere. (laughs) Franchise model, here's how you build the team. This is how you're going to do it. And then I saw EXP, right? And I'm like, oh my goodness, this is perfectly aligned with, uh, I'll, I'll go way back to our conversation where I said, ethically, I'm just not aligned with the people that I'm working for. Um, if I was going to make a business decision, it would be different. And so this was my opportunity. This was my opportunity to put my, my agents on the same level as me. I don't want to be above anyone. I don't want to, 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 you know, be the boss of anyone or anything like that. I want people to grow and build alongside me. I want to lock arms and build something together. And so with EXP, I saw that. I saw the model that was perfectly aligned. Now, you're the one that um, uh, created this, but I'm like, oh my gosh, this is perfect. And so I saw freedom. 
I saw opportunity and I saw alignment with the way that I wanted to structure my team and the way that I wanted people uh, within my organization uh, to build and grow with me. So it was a, a very simple uh, and easy decision to make. Um, and so it was just a matter of, of uh, you know, kind of uh, never burn a bridge, uh, making sure that we uh, exited properly uh, from Windermere and made the transition uh, right before shareholders in 2019. Okay, awesome. Well, Corey, hey, thanks for, 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 uh, for joining me on the podcast here today. I, I learned a lot. I know um, agents that listen to this will learn uh, as well. Uh, you know, it's the, the fact that you're service-oriented, um, you know, givers gain, um, you know, give, give t- uh, in order to be in a position to receive uh, all makes a ton of sense. If you're, if you're not adding value first, um, I think that's what I got out of this is add value first and the rest will take care of itself. Um, uh, I, you've, you mentioned living the dream early on when we first started talking earlier, but that's actually the name of your website, living the dream exp.com. Um, and, uh, um, but, uh, Corey, thank you so much for, for joining me uh, today on this podcast. Thank you, Glenn, for having me. Make it a great day. You've been listening to Expansion. Tune in every Tuesday and Thursday for new episodes. Thanks for being the best part of EXP.